Welcome to the Campus Experience with Josh Farr. This podcast explores the fascinating world of student leadership with a focus on clubs and societies, as well as ambassadorial, entrepreneurial, and leadership programs. I'm your host, Josh. This audio experience also documents my journey building Campus Consultancy. With unprecedented demand for our first-of-its-kind program, I'll show you how I'm realising the potential of connected and empowered student communities by building Australia's most recognised entrepreneurial leadership program. Thank you for joining and enjoy. In this episode, I met up with the Melbourne University Electrical Engineering Club to talk about sponsorship, partnership and building engagement with industry. Enjoy. And we were talking about setting a bit of a goal around sponsorship and mainly industry engagement. Let me know. So 2018, what we discovered was this is so far what you've done. Basically, nothing in semester one around industry engagement. And then you had the one event with four companies. Yep. And then another event with the one company, right? So I don't have a formal structure for this, but just ideally like a brainstorming kind of session and some like really tactical stuff that you guys can go and do. What's your role at the moment? Treasurer. You're a treasurer. Awesome. So you're the money man. Cool. So current, current revenue streams are how you make your money at the moment is a school of engineering and a little bit from UMZU, right? They give you like a dollar per head per event or something? Six dollars. They give you six dollars per head. <laughs> That's amazing. What do you need to do to get six dollars per head? So what? So you're telling me to get six dollars per head, you need to have a time with a list and you need to buy some like food. Great. Deal with it after. You can deal with this is up. Someone, so if someone wants to take notes of things to do after, put that on the list. You guys talk about whatever you want to talk about. So one of the thing is, one of the things is, in terms of your sorry guys, in terms of your current members, right now you have what, like three hundred and eighty or something like that? And you're getting approximately 40 people to this event? Yes. And what about the second event? <clears throat> Same? Did no one come? We, Did 100 people come? We have around 50 to 60 people. 50 to 60 people came to that? Yes. Cool. So these events should, these should at least pr- produce, you know, 600 bucks between them, right? So, it only, so it's up to $6 per head on expenses? Yes. They don't give you any cash? No. Cool. Cool. So this doesn't help you. Um, and in terms of School of Engineering, how much money do they give you guys? So this is, a, this is where I wanted to start this conversation today because like, you can set a goal about money, but you, it's a really bad place to, to kind of start. You should know what you need the money for before actually just saying, like, oh, we need the money. And the idea is to go to the school and to say, here's 2019. Here's all the things we want to do. Because the point of a club is to make add more value to members, right? You want to make add more and more value to members. That's the whole reason you exist. So if you can say in the two semesters, here are all the things we're going to do, and then you're going to cost them up and say they're going to cost this much, and then someone's going to book rooms and make advertisements to make sure UMZU's on board, then you can make sure that you'll probably cover all your costs between UMZU and the school, but you'll be able to hit the school up and say, hey, can you fund these things? And then you can reach out to industry and say, hey, do you want to sponsor this? Um, if you want to bring more money in. But you need to know what you're going to spend that money on. Because realistically, it might be hard to get money out of industry. It's a harder conversation than saying what might be more valuable for your students is instead of four companies coming, 20 companies coming. Some things that I'd explore um, for you guys. So if the kind of goal, like 
to have a really tangible goal of today is like how do you leave here and go and position yourself really well to like bring in sponsorship. One thing would be like to figure out what all your industry engagement events look like for next year. So if I was in your position, and because Masters of Elec Eng is what, two years? Two to three years, right? And then you've got, so different like demographics that we might be able to be looking at events for are like first year, second slash third year, really that's like final year, about to graduate, that's what employers care about, and then like undergrads. So why people care about these different demographics is the school, so the school of Eng cares about these people because they want them to stay enrolled, first years. Employers care about final years because they want to actually employ them as grads. And undergrads really, like the school of Eng cares about them. Not always, but if you're looking at bringing in sponsorship, like this is probably what you want to target, target final year events. My way to do that would be a lot of, like, un a lot of employers run their like, recruitment, especially their grad recruitment, at the start of the year. In 2018, if we didn't have anything here, there's an enormous opportunity in 2019, in like week two, to host this enormous engineering, electrical engineering expo and bring all the employers in, if you don't already do that. Early in SEM 1, do something with employers that's like an, I don't know, like an expo or something like that. You have to look at where the career expo is for... Melbourne Uni, because lots of them will be like, oh, yeah, but we come to this career expo anyway. So if you could say to the engineering firms, whether it's a week before or a week after or whatever it is, come to this event, we'll invite all of our members, we've got 380 of them, then it creates a real like incentive for them to come to campus. So that would be one, inviting, and then so how do you practically do that? Make a Facebook event, like book a room in a time, make a Facebook event, send it into UMSU, get it all above board, and then I'd be jumping on, I mean, what, how do you manage your industry contacts at the moment? So if I want to know every industry contact that you have, where are they all? Is there a list of everyone, every company you have contact with? Um, yes, but that list has only like six companies on it at the moment. So at the moment we have a list of six. Yes. Yeah. How many, if I was to type electrical engineering Melbourne into Google, how many companies come up? Hundreds. Hundreds? Yeah. Great. Who, someone's job... I would imagine, if I was going to do that, so this is like number one, is figure out, is someone's job, I would make it, the only thing they have to do before the end of, what's it, October? For the end of October, is go to Google, type in electrical engineering, find the website, find a contact email, and then just make a list in like a Google sheet that literally just says like company contact email, and like build that thing out and see how many you can get. So yeah, so maybe do, well, I mean, if you're at six at the moment, Start with a LEC. If you can bang that out in two weeks or three weeks, then go to Mechatronics as well. Yeah, so this is how I'd be a little bit more clever about it. Is like one, I'd have like a general I'd have like a general email thing because then you can say, Hey, we've got this event on. You can have one email. Do you guys use MailChimp or anything? Mailmerge, whatever it is. You can just use Gmail. Just make sure you send it to yourself and BCC in all these companies. Um so, like, if it's Dom sends an email to Dom through the elect thing, make sure you have a nice professional, like, email signature at the bottom and all that sort of stuff. And then to say, oh, this is why MailChimp is good, or MailMerge, because you can insert the, the word in there, like, the name of the company. Yeah. But even if it's 100, you just copy and paste and send them. It'll take you an hour. Say, hey, we've got this event on whatever it is, the 3rd of March, 2019. 
we're seeking expressions of interest if you'd like to book a table there or something like that. And it's, you know, the biggest network, the biggest electrical engineering event the University of Melbourne's ever held. Because it will be, because you're making it that way, right? So if you hold this big event and you say expressions of interest and you send that out to, you find 100 emails, you'll probably get 40 replies maybe. And of those 40 replies, probably 30 of them will be available and 20 of them to something like that will actually come. And five of them will drop out last minute and you'll have 15. So that would be... That would get a heap of people here. That would kind of be my step one strategy. So, yeah, so I would either be looking for, so two ways you could do it. One would just be like go to their email address and find like the contact us email. The second thing would be if you wanted to go to LinkedIn and find the company name, go to LinkedIn and type in the company and do like the Boolean search thing at the top. I'll plug my computer in a second, show you how to do it if you haven't done it before, and find people at that company who are UniMel Mel alumni. And then you could send that person a direct message, which you get a way quicker response rate from. Like, hey, could, could you, like, because essentially your call to action is, can you send a recruitment manager or a graduate or someone to come into this fair to stand by a table with your banner, with all your materials, to talk about your company? Could be one thing. The second thing, though, and you're like, all right, well, this doesn't actually bring us in any sponsorship. It doesn't. What I'd then offer is from weeks, maybe like, how many weeks in a semester? 12? 12. From weeks five to ten, I'd be trying to do like, like some sort of industry event or like a company spotlight or a company highlight or whatever you want to call it, where particularly if they're UniMelb alumni, you get them to come in and host a particular event on campus and you say, to highlight your company on campus, we'll build a whole event around you, we'll do the marketing, we'll do the blah, we'll do the whatever, and all it's going to cost you is $500 or $1,000 or $2,000 or whatever it is. If you go out to the big employers, they would do this in no time at all. Like if you, went, if you were civil, I only know civil because that's what I studied. If I went out to Lendlease and was like, hey, we'll design an entire event around you. We've got 380 people. We'll cover, like, we're going to have catering. We're going to have marketing. We're going to have whatever. They will be all about it. So I'd be treating this as like a find out who's actually in the game and interested to come to campus. I make it a free event for them because you'll get all your costs covered by UMZU. It also is a good one to say that like, go to the School of Engineering, go to UMZU, go to, I'd have Engineers Australia here as well, and say, hey, we're having this massive, massive event. Um, so that's kind of one idea. So take that, or two ideas, right? Get people in, build your contacts, then go make them feel super special. You're going to design an event around them, and like, guess what? You do the exact same thing in semester two or whatever you want to do. Because it's win for them, right? They've had this free event, you've given them value first, and then you're saying, hey, we'll put our whole team behind designing an event for you. Everyone has to come, invite their friends, there's going to be heaps of students there, they will pay to have it. Second thing would be get heaps of students at the top of the funnel for nothing, and then when they graduate, a percentage of them will come through and they will subscribe and pay a membership fee for the rest of the time. So this is when they're graduates and they say, if you want to become a certified engineer, you have to go through our program and that's going to cost you a certain amount of money and whatever. Where they're really interested here is they're investing money into clubs up here to get members. So think of it this way. If the lifetime value, I don't know if you've heard this term before, so lifetime value is a, a phrase of like, how much money is a customer worth to you over their lifetime? Who shops at, put your hand up if you shop at Aldi. Okay, <laughs> shop at Coles mainly, Woolies. Yeah, where are you shopping at the moment? Coles and Woolies, right? You're a bit of a split, right? Some people are Aldi, some people are Coles. If Aldi had to pay you a $100 bill to walk in their store for the first time, but every single week you go there and you spend $100 on groceries, 
$100 a week for a year is five grand times 50 years, it's 250 grand. If they have to pay you $100 to get you in the door, but then you spend 250 grand over the lifetime, that's actually really worthwhile for them. So in business we'll call it like a, like a customer acquisition cost. You can apply this stuff to the society as well. So like, I, would, I want to see a society, I, I tell every society to do it, no one will listen to me. I think you should be going around with $10 bills, giving them out to students to sign up. Everyone's trying to charge members to sign up. I think you should be paying them to sign up, right? Because once they're in, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Find a way around it. But like, the thing is, like, within Engineers Australia, they'll, if they have to pay, say, the lifetime value of an EA member, I don't know what it is, say it's $300 a year, and engineers are in their career for 30 years, and that means it's nine grand. If they have to pay M-U-E-E-C, if they give you guys a thousand bucks and that signs up five new students, three of them go on to be engineers and their ROI or their return on investment is 27 grand and they've only spent a thousand, that's a really smart business decision for them. Right? So what you guys have is hugely valuable because they want all of these members to become EA members. So one thing like if I was going to EA, I'd be saying, like, sending them an email or something like that and saying, like, look, we have all these members. Um, we did a quick poll, like, do a poll in your committee. 1% of our membership base are Engineers Australia members. We'd love to work with you to try to increase that number. To do that, um, we'd love you to come in as the headline sponsor for this event. And this is where it comes into, like, what you can actually give them, right? So, like... If, if EA is the headline sponsor for this big event, this is where it's like, all right, if you're going to get money out of somebody, you need to give them more value than you're taking. If not, you're just kind of ripping them off, right? So if you're, and ideally you create these win-wins where everyone benefits. So if, you're, if you've got Engineers Australia or any of these industries coming in, the way I'd go about sponsorship and the way I did it with Civil Eng and we did it with TEDx Melbourne was to say, what are all the different ways that you can add value? So one thing you guys I'd imagine you have is a Facebook page, yeah? Yes. A certain amount of followers or whatever. I don't know who looks after that. So what are the things you can do on a Facebook page? You can post about their grad opportunities. You could interview one of their staff, maybe a grad. You could share their events if they've got anything coming up. When you look at your email, do you guys do like a monthly, do you have an email list of members? Okay, great. That's real low-hanging fruit. Start that. Make that someone's responsibility. If not, go hire, go bring on a first year under the role of a subcommittee and make them in charge of that, right? One of you guys first years? You're a first year? Great. Congratulations, you're now in charge of the newsletter, right? I'll show you how to do it. It's the easiest thing in the world. Um, spend two hours researching MailChimp. It's free, up to 2,000 emails. You literally just plug in the emails. I'll show you like, how to do it. We'll jump on a call or something like that. Um, I'll show you how to do this. You plug in the emails from all the members you've got and all the new members you get next year. Plug in all the emails in there, and all you do is you make this template, and you just say, like, on a monthly basis, you just go into MailChimp, you click, like, New Template. You'll have, like, Melbourne University Electrical Engineering Club, like, monthly newsletter, but call it something cool. Don't call it that. And then in there, you can say, like, 
here's a summary today. This is our first ever edition. Summary today. Here are three study tips or something like that. And then you might introduce... Have you just got a new committee? Is it relatively new? Cool. So I'd introduce a new committee, right? Have everyone's names, go around with your iPhone one afternoon, take a little headshot of everybody, like, smiling, and get a little quote about, like, my favourite thing is, like, Muek is incredible because dot, 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 and then get everyone in your committee to finish that sentence. So it's just, like, basically engagement. Engagement, right? But then in your monthly newsletter, there's a photo of Dom, and Muek is incredible because dot, 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 and you fill that in. And you go through and you introduce the whole committee or whatever it is. And then you've got a newsletter where you're like, everyone gets this newsletter and they see everyone's faces. And then as soon as in the next month, when you've got this event confirmed, you send it out to people right now. And you start recruiting and bringing people on board and sharing the event. Why that's valuable is when you go out to companies and what's an electrical engineering company? Who do people work for? When you say, when Deloitte comes in and they're going to host an event in week four of semester that's going to be with all the engineers, then you can say, well, we've actually got this newsletter and what we're going to do is we'll highlight you and your graduate program in our newsletter. So maybe when you reach out to all these companies, you say, hey, what we'd love you to do is come to this event. What we'd also love to know is when does your graduate applications open and close? Because we'd love to highlight you in our monthly newsletter that you're now running. You get some brand assets off them. You tell them what you want. Just say, hey, look, we do it in MailChimp. Just send me logos and stuff like that. You make a nice little slide for them. And this one says KPMG. And then this one says Deloitte. And then this one says whatever it is. And so that's really valuable for your members because in January they get this email when they're like, oh, all these companies want to hire us. And it's all customised and it's using electrical engineering kind of language. It's really valuable for the companies because not only are they getting this like quick visibility on Facebook, but they're also getting like tailored to the inbox access to all your members and your alumni. So I don't know if you have an alumni email list. No, okay, guess what? You're also in charge of that. So your new role is digital assets and alumni manager. Congratulations. So one thing that's really valuable is employers and what they'll pay for is they want one of the sweet spots in graduate employment is not fresh graduates but it's people in like their first five years of their degree. So they went into some company, they hate it, they want to go somewhere else, right? Or they do really well, but their manager's not going to promote them, so they want to go somewhere else. So employers really want to hire alumni. So if you had, say, these 300 members, this is in 2018, right? 2018. A percentage of these will graduate this year, I'd imagine? Yeah. Yeah, so say 180 of, 100 of them graduate. 100 of them graduate, and then 280 of them stay on as undergrad, just call it undergrads or postgrad, whatever. And then next year you get 200 new members. In MailChimp, one of the things you can do is, you know how in Excel there's lots and lots of columns? And you can like, if you think of a line item, you can give that line item lots of different attributes. Do the same thing in MailChimp. So in MailChimp you have someone's name and email, which is all you need to email them. You'd also want to find out, are they, are they a grad? Are they an undergrad? Are they postgrad? Right, and you tell all the emails based on their... Exactly. So then all you do is you have these two lists and you send one to an alumni and one to everyone else, which is super easy to do in this. And in the undergrad alumni, the call to action might be, hey, come to our event. And in the postgrad thing, it might be like, come to week three or week six or whatever, which is actually an alumni engagement event. And then you hit the alumni office up at the university and say, hey, we've got these 380 members. We've 
We've gone out and talked to them all. We figured out 100 of them are alumni. We've also jumped on LinkedIn and we've added, you need a LinkedIn account, and you've added like hundreds of alumni that are electrical engineering. We want to hold this big, the biggest alumni event the School of Engineering has ever held in week five. Um, UMSU is going to pay for it. Engineers Australia are going to come on board as a sponsor. But then you send the alumni that email and then you drive them back to campus. So, so why I said final years are uh, more appealing to employers? Because they want to employ them, right? Yeah. What employers care about is talent. What employers also know is that students start looking for grad jobs before their final year. So they're interested to engage earlier. What students get out of this is, one, they get to network with each other. They get to see you guys. Two, they actually get to come to an event where they meet lots of employers. And like, we got two, four, six, seven people to this room on two days' notice. If all of you forced two, of, two, three, four, five of your friends to come, plus the subcommittee to this event, you'd have more people than came to either of these events. <laughs> and if you're incentivizing them, because on Facebook, in the lead up to this event, you do a six-week marketing campaign, and each week leading up to that, you highlight a different company that's going to be there, and your job becomes going out and doing an interview with these people, and you go into their workplace and you take a little selfie and you write a little thing and it goes into your, your newsletter, but you also repurpose it on Facebook. Oh, website, does anyone go to your website? Uh, we'll, we'll make it bigger, so uh, we'll make it more official. Yep. Look into that, but where people's eyeballs are, if you walk around on campus, look at what people are on their phones, they're not on websites. Yep, on they're on people's Facebook, right? Yeah. They're on Facebook. So if you can get in their face, people check their email inboxes and they check their Facebook. Oh, do a link in between, so a post, and then it links to the website. Yeah. yeah, you can do it to the website. Facebook algorithms, though, push down events that link them off the platform. Oh, okay. Because Facebook wants people to stay on their platform. That's their whole business, so they can sell more ads. Okay. So if you're linking them to a website, and Facebook pushes it down. And you guys can talk website, and like I think have a website is important. Where people's eyeballs are, though, is on Facebook. Um, even something like, I don't know if you guys have an Instagram or anything like that. Cool, you got an Instagram. Great, right? So you have an Instagram where it's like, here are the companies that are coming. The point is, to get money out of a, an employer, they want to make sure that their brand is in front of students lots of ways. They don't just want it in a newsletter as like item number three. But if you can say, we're going to post on Facebook about your opportunities, in the lead up to the event we're going to feature you, get someone to go on Canva and make a nice fancy cover photo for the event that has all the logos on there, you have it supported and sponsored by the school or Engineers Australia, which if you go out to them with this idea and have a roadmap for what it's going to look like, they'll support you. Sweet. Um, so do you mean we don't just post the event once? In the lead up to the event, we post it every week and you yeah. make a new Facebook post? In like a smart way. Yeah, in like a smart way, not the same information. Yeah, and this is why yeah. when we had that like session the other day, I was talking about like content plans and stuff. And so there's like all these different sorts of content you can do like behind the scenes or you can do inspirational posts or you can do collaborative posts or win something now posts or whatever it is. With a, that's why I say like go into someone's workplace and interview them and take a photo there because it's like, oh, our like Muex gone into Deloitte and KPMG and all these employers and so they actually know who you are and there's a photo of you in their lobby. Like for instance, I'd get, like we'll get a photo today or something and say, you know, we're in... Um, we're in Docklands with Josh from campus. We're doing this session, all planning for 2019. Watch out, guys. It's going to be huge. <laughs> but you put that out there and people start to go, ooh, what are, what's everyone planning? Because it's getting on exam times and not, not a lot of committees are coming together now to like, plan these big things out. Lots of ideas, some really practical stuff that I'd want to get ahead of is 
Maybe you put prices in there, maybe you don't. There's no real right or wrong way about it. If you do, be really clear about like why you need the money. Because at the moment, it sounds like the school and stuff is actually going to pay for everything you want. So if you're going to hit up one of these companies to come to campus and you're going to hit them up for a thousand bucks or whatever it is, I have a, like an idea in mind of how you're going to directly use that money to make students' lives better. So if it's maybe Deloitte gives you a thousand bucks to come to campus and then you spend that money, but maybe it helps you buy movie tickets or something stupid like, I don't know what you're going to buy with it. And then at every one of your events, you give away two sets of movie tickets for the first people who come, who check in. So if this event starts at 6 p.m., the first 20 students in the door get a set of movie tickets or something like that, right? So, yeah, you have people like coming along, right? So things that UMSU won't necessarily pay for, but you can be clever. Because you don't want to necessarily just get to the end of 2019 and have 10, 20 grand in the bank. Um, so maybe just have a prospectus. The, the thing I'd put in that prospectus is very clearly like, like a title page that's like 2019 prospectus, UAC. Then on the second page, I'd have very, who are you? And like a vision kind of statement of who do you serve and why do you exist? Uh, a little bit about your members. So, you know, in 2018, we had 380 members, maybe some stats. Um, we ran two flagship events and so just a brief description of those things. I have something in there about potential, that like you're part of the School of Engineering, how many undergraduate students are there, how many go through the school each year, so they see like the numbers could be quite big. I have something in there where you like introduce the team, like I'd have all your faces on there in these little quotes and descriptions, because that's that inspirational kind of thing, get them excited about it, maybe on one page, and it's just like condense that into an A4 page for your whole team or maybe your executive or something like that. And then on the last page, be like opportunities. So be like 2019 flagship event might be this thing. And what do you want them to do? Register your interest here on this like online form or something. Sponsor an event on campus or be like a, a gold sponsor for an event on campus. It'll cost you a thousand bucks and we'll customise an event around you. Requirements for that event are you bring three University of Melbourne alumni along, you have a keynote talk or you do a workshop or you do something like that. And then you've got something when, you, when they write back to your initial email here, when the 40 people write back, they're like, oh, great, what do you have in mind? You ask them all out for coffee. Go have coffee with all of them, go to them, and then like, bring that prospectus along. Be like, This is normally what we do. Um, would you be interested in coming to this event? Would you want to sponsor an event? And see where you go from there. That would be mine. Another thing you could think of is how could you do something that's a little bit more customised around... Um, whether it's like something about first years, so is it like an engagement event that helps you like recruit students that maybe you do something in week three or week four, I don't know, do you guys, you have social events? Do you have like parties or anything? That's not yet, that's what we're doing. Not yet? 2019. Cool, so like, and this is all on like the employment side. Another thing you could do is have something that's like, to get, well, especially under the eyes of like getting sponsorship in, if you do something social, but it's like soft, skilly, social, mentoring, networking thing, like could you figure out, like could each person in the committee, for example, how many people are in your committee? So one of the things you could do as like a welcome event for first years, you could do like a mentor matching night or something like that, where you could go to your committee and say, hey, would anyone be willing to take on one, two or three undergrad students? Or something like that, people who aren't yet in the engineering degree, I don't know if all of you are, or whatever it is, and the idea is that like your committee members are matched with a couple of students and throughout the year they're like their point of call. 
for events. Why that's handy is if you've got, what, 30 general committee members and subcommittee members and whatever. If you've got 30 of your members that come to this event and each of them have three little mentees and you bring them along, which is 90, then all of a sudden you've got 120 people to this event. But you've got to kind of like nurture that relationship and build trust. Perfect example, like you guys came on Wednesday, obviously got some value out of it, have convinced all you guys to come in today. But because we've built some trust up and these guys trust you, you'll come along and hang out with me. So it's like, don't, like, just not what I say, but, like, do what I'm kind of doing here. <laughs> yeah. Of like, good. yeah, you know, right? So if you can get the committee to buy in and if you go back to your general committee and go, hey, guys, here's, like, a, like, I draw it out on a piece of paper or whatever. Here's, like, a 2019 plan. Here's what we're going to do for industry. Here's some ideas for social. What do you guys think? One way we might engage first-year students is to do like a mentoring thing. Um, it'll be, you know, half an hour a week. You do a quick check-in. Maybe you invite your three people out for coffee every Thursday. Take a bunch of photos of you guys sitting down with your first years. Create a heap of content. Goes into your newsletter. Goes onto Facebook. And then when you go, when you're asking people to come along to events, you know that the, you have three people that you need to tap on the shoulder, like Sally, Joel, and Bill. Come on, we've got this event next week. Are you coming? Yes, no. Can you bring your friends along? Things like that. Because the kind of two sides of this is employees will invest if students are coming. So one side is like, how do you structure it to get the employees on board and book the rooms and get them to pay for it and whatever? You honestly might not even need money out of them. But the other side is how do you recruit students and make it super valuable so they come along? So what did you think? Did you learn anything that you can apply to your own club or society, business or startup? Any concepts that you can use with your own team to help recruitment for new members or growing your society? Let us know. Either reach out to me directly by typing Josh Farr into LinkedIn or maybe connect up on our website, campusconsultancy.org or type Campus Consultancy into LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd absolutely love to know what you thought about the episode and what you'd like to see next. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you again.